Hi, with Julian on the brown note and a review of the latest Queens of the Stone Age album, which I've forgotten. In Times New Roman. Queens of the Stone Age are one of my, I think, Big Call alongside Swans are the two best rock acts this century largely based on their discography and abilities as live performance and also their position in the world which is you know they they I saw someone say that the the arctic monkeys were the last great rock band I mean the last two arctic monkeys albums have been pretty much sort of chamber pop and they you know I really like tranquility base hotel and that but to say that they're rock at the moment i don't really think so i don't think there are many bands that are stadium worthy headline festival worthy hard rock acts apart from queens of the stone age they almost exist in their own lane at the moment um and as you can tell i do like them and the um modern era of queens of the stone age has been dominated for the very first I guess you could say that around the Songs for the Deaf era, uh, the problems with their bass player at the time and domestic violence charges and being thrown out of the band was a big speed bump, but Josh Homme's personal life, uh, there's been a lot of tragedies in his life, a lot, I wonder if that'll come out, a lot of um, deaths, uh, he's had a, a numerous people in his life that are close to him pass away, including Mark Lanigan who was um, a, a great compatriot of Josh Homme and obviously a very big feature around the era of albums like Rated R, but also somebody that was um, symbiotic with the whole sort of musical landscape that Josh Homme was in. And um, the other major thing is something that I feel like the, the currently we've got like the worst crop of music journalists out there and they, <coughs> they seem to live uh, in this tabloid world for waiting for somebody that is white and straight and probably indie or alt-rock to be accused of something negative towards women. And every time that happens, they publicise it. Not so much if you're a rapper, I notice. Which makes the whole Lizzo thing fascinating, as, as that's just blown up. A uh, very interesting story and paradigm that is. But they all piled onto Josh Homme because he's a big bloke playing rock music and it fits the paradigm. Let's go after him for abusing his ex-wife, a strange wife, not sure which way around it is, and the fact that his children wanted to um, not see their father anymore. And then it all flipped and got really gnarly where the wife has now lost custody, I think, or the ex-wife, and she's being prosecuted for basically lying about the whole thing. And the partner of the estranged or ex-wife has been prosecuted for forging the kids' signatures, saying that they didn't want to see their father again. And I believe that the kids are now with Josh Homme. So all very ugly uh, and messy. And this album comes off the back of some of the most troubling times in Josh Homme's life. But you wouldn't... I, I don't think that I would have noticed to be honest. Um, it's the eighth studio album, and possibly it's the one that most seems to fit the basket of bands in this stage of their career, which is 
an album that's pretty mid that has three or four songs that they can add to their live show comfortably, uh, which I wouldn't have said about previous Queens of the Stone Age albums, even the late period ones, which always felt like more of an event. The um, track listing here is um, full of great puns, obscenery, paper machete, um, what the peep hole say, emotion sickness, some uh, some pretty good jokes in there. And the whole Times New Roman thing as well. Um, the first track, Obscenery, is a fair representation of the album, which is a lot of it is in the same pocket. Um, sort of like mid to mid to fast tempo, Queens of the Stone Age standard rockers. And often very loud and quite churning. Um, but it isn't it isn't a top tier Queens of the Stone Age song. It is a very mid-tier. Unlike the second track, Paper and Chete, which is absolutely superb, r reminded me a bit of Regular John. And um, Queens of the Stone Age self-titled first album, which I don't believe had anyone other than a drummer and Josh Homme on it, after he left, left the band Kius. Uh, Caius, whatever it's called. I always call them Kius, uh, but I think it's Caius. And it shows the talent of the man that, I think he pretty much played everything other than the drums on that album, but it opens with regular John and If Only, which is still my two of my favourite Queens of Stone Age songs. Um, and that's great, strobing, um, it's got a brilliant lo-fi, whittly guitar solo, again that harks back to that early era, and the drums and the bottom end on it are superb, brilliant top tier Queens track. Negative Space um, is a little bit more like the first track um, in that it's, you know, it's, it's, it's very mid-pack Queens of the Stone Age. Time and Place, um, it's got a strong verse. It doesn't really have a chorus and it doesn't really develop over the course of it. I thought Five Made to Parade's got this really weird sort of almost analogous uh, rhythm and feel to the iconic battles track Atlas which was good and it's a bit less churning and a bit weirder on the sound stage but it doesn't again really go anywhere um, and neither does track six Carnivoya which is a lot of the drums seem to have this same sort of heavy plodding beat which is very compressed and gated uh, I think the production here is really compressed up the Jaxi a lot as well. Um, it's very loud, but um, it's um, it's got a really like a lot of the drum patterns sounded quite similar to me, um, and it's very very compressed. Seven, um, what the peephole say is brilliant. Um, it's really driving, alive, really uh, uh, to the f uh, forefront lyrics. Great chorus tonight is a night, and this really thunderous riff. And I, even though it's a guy's vocal doing the backing vocal on that chorus bit, I wish he'd bring I wish he'd bring female voices in. I think that's worked wonders when bands have done hard rock records um, having a female voice on there. Afghan Weeks have done it brilliantly, um, but yeah, that it's it's a really really top tier song. Um, Sicily's got a really great um, prog progression in it that reminded me of um, Kashmir by Led Zeppelin and uh, very minimalist for a change instrumentation through the verse passages and a little bit off kilter 
And one last absolute belter to add to that festival set, which is Emotion Sickness, another top tier, great verses, charming chorus, which is um, less driving, but um, actually lovely. And then it ends on their longest track, I think, um, or at least one of them, Straight Jacket Fitting, which reminds me of the last track on Rated R, which is a lot superior, I have to say, uh, which also went on for about nine minutes. But um, it's, a li it's, again, it's a bit proggy. Um, it's a bit plodding. One thing that happens, though, is the last couple of minutes of it have this acoustic outro, and I was kind of thinking, I wish that would have appeared more throughout the course of the album. Because it is grindingly loud at times, especially when it's all compressed up so high. So, look, no Queens of the Stone Age album has ever been less than good. Um, I do feel like this isn't in the same bracket as even second tier albums like Clockwork, Era Volgara, Slutterbys, Paralyze are probably all second tier albums next to Songs for the Deaf and the like, but this isn't this is third tier and it's sort of got less of a reason to be than their other albums other than providing three or four great queens of the stone age songs so in that regard you know they're uh, an almost contemporary the afghan wigs released an absolutely superb album last year and it had a reason to be it was it had a cohesive statement on the state of play where the afghan wigs were that hadn't been said before it wasn't a collection of three or four great songs the whole album was cohesive um and i don't think that's it another thing i really missed is um the soundstage and the sonics on it were all quite close together rated r just like um feel good hit of the summer uh, Lost Art of Keeping a Secret, is it Automatic, and then that um, wild, um, psychedelic, uh, Better Living Through Chemistry. All the songs occupied a completely different space sonically, whereas nothing really does here, and I miss that um, variety in the sound from those albums. So it's a, it's a mixed bag for me. It's a very cohesive album that pretty much every song sounds quite similar and is at a similar pace, uh, and that's to a fault. And it can get a bit grinding in the um, compressed production, making it even louder. Um, so yeah, it isn't anywhere near the best they've been. Uh, some of those tracks that I mentioned, particularly um, Paper Machete, Emotion Sickness, What the People Say, um, really, really terrific songs. Uh, up there with the best that they've done and stand out a lot on this album. So overall, I'm going to give Queens of the Stone Age in Times New Roman a really bog standard 7 out of 10.